Yes, indeed. That is the uh, sound of Cal- Sal's bell. Sal's bell. So that means I'm in the road trek. I am in Valleyfield, Quebec. Uh, and in fact, I am parked in a laneway behind the house I used to live in. This is a bit of a nostalgia trip. Uh, by the way, this is Dixon Jane's podcast. We are we are back to Scarborough, dude. Soon I'll be wandering my home turf. You'll hear from me at Thompson Park, Bluffers Park. You know who knows where. Um, and I'm kind of le- I'm leaving Lowell behind for a bit. The 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 specialness of it is still with me. Um. There's a certain calm, there's a certain confidence in making the right choices that that is still here. Um, starting with, you know, yeah, take your time going home. Camp on Lake Champlain, yes. And then looking at the map, hey, you're close to Valleyfield, your hometown. Let's take the back roads through Ormstown. So you can go and stop outside the Ormstown Fairgrounds when, when you're a little kid. Great excitement playing there because your your best friend, Graham, Graham Frost, lived uh, lived across from the fairgrounds in, in Ormstown. So just the names, Huntington, Hemingford, uh, Valleyfields, uh, you know, it just Bournemouth. This is all childhood memories coming back. The way Kerouac talks about Lowell and the street names and the rivers. This is mine. Salaberry de Valleyfield. And the house I'm looking up at now. The, the um, You know, I show people a picture and they say, Oh my God, you must have been rich. Well, it was a very large house, but it was it was 100 years old when we got it. So it was a bit run down. Um, but they've converted into two condos because the space is huge. And those would be very large condos. Those are like separate homes, top floor, bottom floor. But I stood outside and leaned on the tree that I used to play under. And I can remember some of the toys that I played with in the dirt by a tree. I, I Like, whoa, we're talking... I moved here in 1949, stayed till 57, I believe. Um, there was a five-and-dime store, and that's where you could go and buy your toys. And you could find the most wonderful little... Uh, what I especially liked were these knights that were mounted on horses, and they, they had their armor and swords and, uh, you know, big shields, and they were, they were amazing, different figures. And you could just, you know, you, you plowed those along in the dirt. <laughs> Trucks and cars, the dinky toys. Out in the mud, around the trees. Oh, boy. So, it's like a pilgrimage. You come back. I, I visited here before. I brought the rock with me and take a picture. Post that up on Friends of the Rock. Um, Just richness, the richness of childhood and the memories. 
So it's, uh, you know, the town's not the same, and uh, now i got to get on, get back to business, get on the 401 and drive all the way back to Toronto. But this had to be a stop. And uh, I'm very, very glad I came this way. A delightful drive along the the backside roads. The trees are in all their glory. I've picked up three maples that are just incredibly, you know, the colors of them. I see one's landed on my windshield. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. So uh, that's it. I just a little, little bit of a catch up, a little bit of a piece of uh, my personal history, and it shaped my childhood. And that house definitely shaped my childhood. It was a, it was a frightening place. I'm looking up at an attic. Well, we never went to the attic. There was a trap door on a counterweight that, if you pushed up on the door, it would open up. And you, I remember like sticking my head up. Seeing, you know, some light coming in through some windows, a lot of uh, old paintings, pictures, things that it was just a bit too scary. (laughs) And the basement, that was unfinished. We're talking uh, mud. You you didn't want to go down there. I remember going down once with a plumber and um, French Canadian plumber. And I just, I know he used the word shit. (laughs) <laughs> it seemed like okay. I don't belong here. I don't want to be in this uh, in this you know strange place. Uh, we had cats, of course. There. What were the cats? Sparks. I could pick a little on Sparks. I guess. Yeah. And um, bats got in one place, and there was a panic trying to get the bats out of the house. 40 Galt Street, looking at it now. Who knows when I'll see it again, but uh, we're here now. So anyway, trying to be on our merry way. I was hoping to get a hot dog steamy somewhere in Valleyfield before I left. I'm sure there'll be a place, a little cascrut, something where I can pick up a hot dog. Roadside hot dog would be the best. Steamy. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm still happy. I'm still happy. I'm still reflecting back. Um, Dale posted the group shot um, of uh, outside the Worthen at uh, a last call. Bonjour. And uh, it was just wonderful. And he said, yeah, Ken's got to get the lamppost. Ken gets the lamppost because we had one five years ago. I was sort of holding up the end on the lamppost. And that, that was another honor call. You know, yep. Yeah, that's my place, you know. Hey, didn't matter how many other people were getting the lamppost, but I was getting the lamppost in there. Sure enough, I'm leaning on it. And a whole crew of people, young and old, um, in that uh, in that photo. So it's, uh, it's pretty rich. It's pretty wonderful. And, uh, yeah, memories, memories, memories. Uh, the two things I like most about the picture aside from myself, leaning on the lamppost, wearing a favorite shirt in honor of uh, the ex-preacher Dave, uh, is in the front center you got <laughs> you got Gubba, and right in front of him, arms out, are uh, Bill and uh, our, our tour leader, and behind him, God. God is in the picture. It just goes on, folks. It's a wonderful, wonderful photo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So many 
you look at the faces and you got stories to go with them and more to explore. My God, that's great. Oh, I said I wasn't going to do <laughs> Lowell. It's, it's hard to leave Lowell behind. You know, it's too much a part of you. All right. All right, boys and girls. I'm going to uh, sign off and get on my merry way down the 401. Never a merry drive, but uh, you got to do it. Bye for now. Yeah, just a uh, a quick P.S. to that last note. I left Valleyfield uh, too soon. I did not drive around town to uh, look for a place selling steamed hot dogs. And maybe they're not so common anymore, you know. Everybody needs to be a restaurant, it seems. Anyway, got on the highway heading home, uh, the 20, which connects to the 401. And, oh, man, I just do not want to drive this yet. So I turned off. Um, at uh, Coto Landing and again passing through Saint-Zodique and just again the names the names from childhood the memories, the sounds the sounds of growing up with the French language all around you was a good thing even though I was an Anglo and uh, don't speak much French other than what I learned in high school and uh, some swearing I picked up at the Point St. Charles Yards. Vem It was an old, that was a joke back then. Anyway, I'm eating, <laughs> I'm eating a hot dog. It is not a steam A, it is a flying J. It's quite different. Um, it's a huge truck stop because I took the back roads and I'm not on the 401. I've uh, come across a Flying J. I think they are pretty cool places. You can get everything in a Flying J. Uh, I think the wallet I carry with a beautiful star that I... I think I got it in Louisiana. Louisiana? Is that even a place? I don't know. Kentucky, maybe. Yeah, probably Kentucky. Um, was from a Flying J. And I have a stick, a walking stick here in the van from Flying J. That I got my birthday five years ago or something. Anyway... These are things that the wieners on a roller, you grab a bun out of a drawer and you add your little packages of mustard and relish. So it is a hot dog. It only cost me three fifty. So I can live with this. You know, it's not the the taste of the steamy you need uh, sauerkraut and some onions, but hey you make do with what you got. So that's it. That's all. Just wanted to uh, bring you up today. I don't know. I'm going to have to get on the 401 eventually if I'm going to get home tonight. But uh, it's more of the that spirit that came with uh, when I go to the two times. Lowell, it's, it's actually at any event. You've got you've to control your own time. You've got to control where you want to be, when you want to be, who you want to sit with, where you want to sit. Whether you want to opt out or join in, you know, all these decisions you make. And you, you want to make them in the moment because they pop up. And you create new decisions all the time, too, you know. And just you can just follow the plan or you can say, hey, wait a minute, are there alternatives? And you want to trust your gut. Um, you usually end up where you want to be. 
here we are, parked outside of Long J. Hmm. I'm going to continue a little longer on the, this side road. Traffic was moving as fast as the 401, if not faster, as, as we pulled parallel to it. Less traffic, but eventually, you know. Anyway, that's all. I know I'm yammering on. That's what uh, the Dixon Jades podcast is about much of the time, yammering. Bye for now. Okay, hang on. I'll make the effort. That's just bordering on rude. It's not a pleasant sound, sorry. Uh, anyway, I'm sitting in cell. Um, I don't know, it's about maybe 6 o'clock. I'm at this road track gathering uh, up at Pinery Provincial Park. Uh, it's a lovely park. The camp spots themselves are really shitty. Like, this is just, you know, a couple of dirt roads and some dirt, you know, chopped into sections. So you're kind of, you know, you can find the good by looking up at the trees, but they're they're pretty out in the open. Okay, here's the definition. You can't take a piss outdoors. You know, there's no room. It can be seen from everywhere. You know, you just can't take a piss outdoors. And I think that should be, you know... Uh, standard uh, for campsites. Hey, yeah, okay, it's middle of the night. You can take a piss into the bushes. Nobody cares. Anyway, I'm not doing that now. Uh, there's a camp- there's going to be a group campsite now. I've met several people, and the encounters have been interesting, and of course, all the more interesting because I eat a quarter of a cookie, and that always is a more than enough. And uh, so things got interesting, you know, the, uh, and uh, some people you can connect with and uh, some you just maybe don't want to, you know, it's not all, this is not the commonality of uh, the Kerouac convention. This is, everybody here has got a road trek. Okay. What else do you know about them? Well, different stories. I just, a few, a few, okay. There seemed to be a lot of straight people. I, I didn't even know straight people still existed. But uh, there seemed to be... You know, hey, not that there's anything wrong with that. Just uh, people that... You know, your conversation is going to be somewhat prescribed, almost. Whereas what we like to do... The gang here on the Dixon Jane Show... It is, um, what is it we like to do? Get high. Um, think about things. So reflect on things. So, uh, you know, the variety of the conversations were good. Coming up here was good. Uh, but I have, you know, I, I have reservations. I have reservations. Uh, but one person in particular I did find uh, interesting to talk to, a retired naval officer uh, on the submarines with uh, doing, uh, I guess, radio communications. And I think, oh, that's pretty interesting. So there's a guy you want to talk to. And we already did have some good conversations. Yeah, yeah, we got into the <laughs> starting off with these subs that were bought from Britain, which was a big news story. It was a scandal. Paid too much money for uh, 
<laughs> I, I won't spoil it um, by retelling it, but it was this was this was not a, not a good deal. But uh, anyway, there is a story in the telling. If you want to research it, moving on because that was a pleasant conversation. Um, yeah, I'm a little. I'm feeling a little antsy about the gathering. I think maybe I might saunter up when it's a little darker. I don't want to get locked in. You know what I mean? You, 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 the, the, the wonderful thing about the um, the clubhouse, uh, the Worthen Clubhouse, is you can just get up and move continually. You know, to uh, different places. But no, I, I guess no. That's silly. Uh, I never wanted to. You always ended up, uh, ended up at a table you wanted to be at. They may have just been in different places. Didn't spend too much time at the bar. Mostly just order the drinks. There's been a pretty sweet follow-up, like with the new friends, people posting their pictures. And um, that's been nice. So there's still kind of this this link... And I guess this would be the first uh, podcast clip recording bit um, since I came out on my Facebook page and uh, directed people, mostly because of all the people I met at uh, in and around the Worthern. Um, There is a great deal of commonality, similar wavelengths with that group, and uh, as I said, I felt I felt valued, felt appreciated, felt uh, good. So, Ken, where are we going with this? You're a little high, yes. You're trying not to talk about... Uh, you try not to fall back into the past, but uh, it is nice to sort of keep this connection going. I just had a very nice email from uh, Guilherme, and it was just, yeah, you know, celebrating, strengthening our friendship, our bond. Um, so there are there are uh, you know repeating features, repeating people at these these events, and uh, there's some good people to hang out with, as I do with uh, Big Daddy Gubba and uh, Uncle Mike. New people, new friends, special friends, special connections, connections you want. Lots of them. And uh, that's exciting. Gosh, gosh, gosh. May even have, I think it will have some possible people to be interested in the uh, Dixon Jane zine, now that I'm thinking. Don't have to stretch your mind too far to uh, get some interest going there. I think these YouTube videos would be the thing, but I need I need help. I need uh, I need help, professional help for that. 
I have, I, yeah, I have somebody in mind. I have a person in mind. They don't know it yet, but don't worry, it's not you. Anyway, I uh, I should finish off the rest of the turkey dinner that uh, my wife gave me. It's missing the carrots and the turnip and the you know all the the pumpkin and all the other stuff. It's just uh, turkey and gravy. Um, for anyway, uh, yeah, I will uh, I will eat and I will get back to you. Thought I had something more to say. Nay. Thought you'd like a change from the bell. That's chicken, of course. He was right into it. I'm back in the road trek. It's, uh, I don't know, I think it's early 9.30 or something. I had a, that half the cookie, quarter cookie, and boy, that teed me up so nicely. Um, and then eventually, you know, I was enjoying just sitting with my own thoughts. So, it's so comforting, because you can sort of guide your mind wherever you want to go, bring back good memories of, uh, of LCK, or, uh, you can exchange a couple of texts with, uh, Philippe Guilin, um, very, I got an awfully nice, uh, um, follow-up. I suppose I should read it. I, I hope he's not embarrassed about this, but um, it was kind of nice. Kind of nice to get it. This would be from Julian. Julian, <laughs> I guess I referred to in a previous episode uh, that I'd spent some quality time upstairs with a professor and his student. Well, that student was Julian. Julian Ortman, and uh, he's been kind enough to listen to the podcast and uh, sent me back. So, Julian, with or without your permission, I'm going to read this out because um, long-time listeners of the Dixon James podcast will know I'm I'm always looking for some words of support, some encouragement. I'm very uh, shaky in that department. Ken, I absolutely loved your LCK, LCK episodes. Like you mentioned, the deck is certainly stacked in our favor. Yet still, we all use the energy from this weekend to lift the reality of all of Lowell to a higher plane. Uh, that's kind of interesting. I don't know if all of Lowell would agree, but uh, certainly there was a lot of uh, positivity going on and... Uh, I, it certainly was a a good thing for for Lowell. A big thing that I believe Kerouac and Brian Hassett portray wonderfully is this ability to feel as if you are sitting right beside them um, at a bar while they release their stories over you. And I felt the same listening to Dixon Jane's. How nice. And you're laughing. I loved it. Really put a smile on my face. I, I giggle when I get high. Back to episode one, I go. Please let me know if there's any muscler in episodes to, muscles in episodes to start with. 
Good luck on your path to episode 1000. Very, very, very kind. And a, a new listener, so uh, thank you very much. Um, I'd recommend episode one, and then you can decide from there. Um, I, what I would like to have on my site is a randomizer that you visit the blog and you just push the randomizer button and it immediately takes you to a random episode. So you never know. Some China's in there, Japan is in there, some other places. But anyway, um, thank you. Thank you, thank you. <sighs> yeah, so I, I, I went and joined the... Uh, Road Trek gathering around the communal fire. There are 15 Road Treks here, and Road Treks are a thing. It's like people who buy Leica cameras or something that, yeah, we like. These are good. This is this is our club kind of thing. So uh, 15 Road Treks, maybe, uh, you know, almost double that in people. Uh, but a big central fire and a lot of wood. Um, thrown in so it was a blazing hot you know these metal contained fire pits Uh, but I found you know I think of course the cookie had worn off and I wanted a toke and I knew nobody there would smoke and I deliberately didn't bring it with me and that was a mistake I should have just bought my weed turned my back to the group you know excuse me and had a few puffs and I'd probably still be there now. Um, very nice people, you know. Uh, it all involves the social niceties, which is good, you know. They were doing s'mores and baileys, uh, passing around marshmallows and chocolate, and then a bowl with baileys, you know, the Irish cream liqueur, for people to dip their steaming hot marshmallow into after roasting it on the fire. And I declined each time it went around. I, I don't know whether it was something... I had just convinced myself, no, I don't want one. I don't want the mess. Maybe it was, you know, was uncomfortable about getting too close to the fire and leaning and falling or something, or something held me back, or it was just a stubbornness. No, I'm not one of you. I'm not going to eat one of those. It was silly. It would have been good. But, mind you, I came back to the road trek, and I had a leftover bit of soup and some leftover turkey, and I threw it together and stuck it in the microwave, and oh my God, it tasted so good. And then a piece of pumpkin pie, and then a piece of banana bread, and all the food when you're camping just tastes so much better. So here I am, and I don't know, I was just, I wanted to give a little ketchup. I think I will probably light up a roach and uh, sit in the dark. It's kind of silly to sit without a fire, but I'm not going to build one now. It'd be nice to do one tomorrow morning. Could do that. Oh, I did have one success, I'd call it. Um, I just saw all these road treks and all these people, and I thought, you know, it would be great if somebody would go around and take a picture of each road trek owner, you know, the couple that goes with the road trek and the road trek in the background and just, you know, keep a record of it from this particular gathering in mid-October in Pinery Provincial Park on Lake Huron, you know, 2022. Um, this was the gathering and it's easy to put on Facebook and people, oh yeah, yeah, I remember them from the last one. And you do this, continue to do this in future. Anyway, brought the idea up, asked the guy beside me, is, 
I said, you know, I get these great ideas, but I want, I need other people to do it. And he said, uh, no, you know, quite uh, jokingly, but what else? You know, do you need an oil change too or something like that? So I brought it up again around the communal fire and the guy beside me said, oh, sure, I could do that. And turns out his wife has a camera and they'll go around. And so it'll actually, is going to happen. Weird little thing, you know, little idea. And I guess that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. Just having an idea, a thought in your mind at any point in time and from any place. It's just an idea comes into your mind and, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'd like to do that. And so I always go back to the Camby Hotel in, uh, I guess, on the edge of Gastown in Vancouver. Bruce Baird and I, in an afternoon, you know, sitting there talking about hike the Chilkoot. Yeah, wouldn't that be great to hike the Chilkoot Trail? We just all read our Pierre Burton and... You know, wow, that's great. Idea. And that's where the plan was hatched. And we actually did the four-day hike over the Chilkoot Trail. Started drunk, hung over, ended exhausted, but a wonderful, wonderful thing. But it was an idea that came. And then the same thing, leaving LCK, Lake Champlain. Imagine this spot, a spot I've known, I've visited before. I've, you know, I know where it is in relation to Canada and, and the beauty of those lakes, that area. Yeah camp somewhere, but uh, talking to Ghislaine, it's sometimes hard to know which decision to, to make a plan sometimes can be very, very helpful, but sometimes it's even better when things just fall into place because either you've listened to your gut or the stars align for you or you just got lucky or whatever, and you end up where you want to be. So uh, that was the case with uh, Grand Deal and uh, Lake Champlain, an idea while I was in, stayed that extra day in uh, Lowell, and vague idea of camping on the way back, and and did it, and glad. Now now that we're there, that was when I still had two joints, remember, to uh, to finish off or toss them away. So I smoked the one, the, uh, the um, Colorado J, the, the second one, and got nicely toasted and so on. And then had one more. The other one that, you know, may have cost as much as $10. seems ridiculous. But uh, a, um, the little tapered ones, you know, like a blunt uh, from um, Massachusetts. So lit that up too. And I was kind of getting tired, you know, nodding off a little bit. It was, this was a, a wonderful fireplace, actually concrete, huge structure, like an oven. Like you could cook in this thing and a grill on top. But as I stared, it by the second J, I was hallucinating. It was kind of, it was sort of like you're drifting out of consciousness. And what was happening, the weird thing was, my eyes were open all the time, but I was seeing things that weren't there. Like I could be looking at a a panorama or something, because there was a light bouncing off the uh, off the walls of the oven. And, of course, all the wood and the flames and the ashes and the coals. And it was continually moving. And each time, and I'd, I'd be looking, and suddenly I, like I'd, I'd come to awareness with this new scene in front of me. So I may have drifted off, and then I'm seeing this panorama. And I'm like, wow, I know that's not real, but it's like you, you just... You've come back into consciousness, 
And you're thinking, like, what is this thing I'm seeing? Very, very weird. Now, on top of that, and I know this is a little tedious, you know, retelling the story, but it just, I needed to hold on to that, that little spot and ground deal because I had a sense continually the whole time I was sitting by the fire of other life presences. And and it seemed to me it was people, but it was nobody I could connect with. And they were from all all around me. Like I'd, I'd have a sense, ooh, this thing, this person, whatever, is right behind me. And oh, it's to the left. No, it's forward a little bit. I never escaped. I wasn't afraid. But I knew it was weird. Like why, why it, it seems, and it was just that they were momentary, almost like passing like clouds of smoke or something. They were just... That you'd be aware of it. I think you could. There's something. Anyway, this went on for some time, so it was a, a spooky and unusual, uh, unusual thing. And then right at the very end, when I saw, ooh, that looks like a big piece of paper. I'm going to throw that on the fire, and uh, then I watched my uh, lovely little bag burn in error that uh, I needed for my little tripod, the little thing I use for a footstool. When you when you have when you camp like this, and you got your gear and the stuff you like and the stuff you use, it just gets more and more comfortable. That's kind of how I'm feeling now. I've got the lights; a strip of lights are on. No other lights. There's plenty. It's bright. I've got the little handheld device that I can change the the color. It's uh, it's a delight. It is a delight. Ooh, there we go, some darker ones. Ooh, dark red now. Wow, it changes everything. It's a very, very, very cozy feeling. I've customized. This is mine. This is mine. God damn, am I ever lucky to have this thing. All right, so do I need that toke or not? Time will tell, and probably a very short time from now I'll know. half gummy and uh, still a bit buzzed so that's not necessarily a bad thing back at Sal I've just spent the past uh, couple of hours I guess sitting outside two road tracks older Dodge road tracks with um Real people. Phew. Feeling a little concerned. Just a little concerned. So we'll stop this here.
Oh, 